You know what day it is? What day would that be, Max? It's not just any ordinary day. It's game day! Alright. Welcome into the podcast, guys. Oh, we are so thrilled to be here. Uh, this has been a plan since we met each other here and became good friends. Uh, I'm Max Murphy. I'm from Nor Bismarck, North Dakota. Uh, you probably haven't heard of it, but I will tell you straight up front, I do have some biases towards the Minnesota Vikings, the Minnesota Twins, and the Boston Celtics. I will be talking about those teams sometimes, but mainly this is just a, a sports channel that we've been wanting to get going and we finally got the equipment to set it up. And my co-host. How are we here? Uh, what's going on? I am Teddy Sweetwood from New Jersey. Um, so yeah, we're both here going to Syracuse and we're finally getting this thing going. Huge Pats fan, also a Celtics fan. Um, from New Jersey, born in Boston, however. And yeah, so here we are. I think he forgot the most important part. We are both freshmen at Syracuse and we have been talking to each other about sports for a while. We mainly sit in the corner room where we're, where we're filming right now. And we watch a lot of sports, talk about sports. There's a lot of people on the floor that are like us that want to talk sports with us, but we felt that we are very it capable. Could, it couldn't keep up. Couldn't keep up. Put it we lightly, thought we were lightly. very capable of doing this podcast. So here we are. And uh, just uh, in case you ever see us looking over in that direction right now, we're uh, doing this during the Chiefs uh, during this Chiefs Giants game, um, which honestly, if you just want to get right into that quick synopsis on that one, let's do. We were going to do a preview, um, but since we got the equipment a little bit late, we're watching it live. Uh, I think Teddy and I agree on this. It's so weird that the Chiefs are not what they used to be, and just because they're having an off year, it, they've had this run with Mahomes the last three years. Yeah. And it's just crazy to see them on their off game. Well, what, what I would say as a Patriots fan, and I think a ton of other Patriots fans can relate to, is we've had, we haven't done, we haven't gone three and four through seven games, but we have gone 500 through four games. We've gone two and two. I think we've even gone two and three. And the media acts like the world is falling. The Especially when the spotlight is on Mahomes. And, and the reality of the, the situation time. is every single time that has happened it's actually been better than some of the years where we would just start off 8-0 and and go blazing because then those teams burn out almost every time like, like the team who won the Super Bowl last year the uh, the Buccaneers that team was what were they 8-5 and five? and people were freaking out and then they get, a, they get a wild card spot get hot and I think they win their last 8 games including the playoffs and that's Tom Brady for you if you count out Tom Brady you will learn your lesson very quickly yeah I kind of think people have stopped doing it by now Besides right. that, there's that one guy in a FS1. I don't know if you know who I'm talking about. He's the... Uh, Skip Bayless. Not Skip. It was... Either way, there's a dude on FS1. Some people, Patriots fans, might know who I'm talking about because he's just notorious for saying some of the stupidest stuff you'll ever hear. I do want to say we're not halfway through the NFL season because uh, it's 17 weeks this year and now we're in week eight. But this is a big game for the Patriots... Or, sorry, for the Chiefs because... If they go three and five, you look at that division, even though the oh, Chargers no, yeah. are three, coming off a loss. Three and five's a problem. But, I mean, even like the Raiders, you, you have to win this game, especially at home. And, I mean, they're playing well right now, but against a very, very questionable Giants team. Yeah, exactly. I mean, 
going three and five, it's fine. If I mean, listen, this team could completely rip off five straight wins. We know that they're capable of that. However, it's just a horrible position to put yourself in, especially when you are in a division like the one that you're in. And it's going to be really tough right now. They um, just showed the standards. Yeah, I love they're flashing it right now. So, listen, I think anyone who counts this team out is out of their mind. Um, we we kind of talked about that when Mahomes was struggling. I remember that conversation. We're just like, dude, it's Mahomes, it's Hill, it's Kelsey, all the other offensive weapons. However, that defense, you could take it almost from the, the Lions yeah. and the Cowboys last year. It's yeah. just atrocious. It's god-awful. So, listen, I, still, though, I mean, you see Patrick Mahomes doing a couple uh, retro Sam Darnold type of interceptions. Uh when he's getting tackled and throwing the ball up over his head. And it's weird because here he goes again. All right, so. Which, which I think he'll clean up. He'll clean up those things when he knows it's like we have to start winning. And that de- it's so weird about that defense because they have players. Like they still have Chris Jones and Tyron Matthew. No, yeah, they have names. It's it's They're just not in sync right now. It's very odd, but that's the NFL. That's how, you know, we're coming off of the uh, Jets getting a win versus the uh, Bengals. Seen them beat the Titans this year. We have. I'm a Pats fan. I just watched my team beat that team by a million points. So. And you won't hear us talking a lot about college football, just because the NFL is so crazy, where the Giants can beat two great teams, or sorry, the Jets can beat two great teams, and anything can happen on any given Sunday. Yeah, I mean, you're just not going to see Liberty go up and knock off Georgia and Alabama. Right. And it just doesn't happen. And I, listen, we we do we love we love college football. Um, we are the home of the number one rusher in the nation, Sean Tucker, baby. Don't let him get overlooked. But he's getting overlooked by Kenneth Walker. But he did pass him last game. Yeah. So because of that, but you know we like college football, and we'll address it where where we think it's appropriate. And you know, like in a little bit here, we'll talk about the Michigan State and Michigan game. However, I don't know if we started the podcast, if we introduced how we came up with this podcast name. It's called Floor 10 Sports. Yep. Um, because we live on Floor 10 in Syracuse, and we just thought, hey, we have group chats named after Floor 10. We got a fantasy football league named after Floor 10. Like, we had to bring that up, and I think it's important that we do that. So why don't we get right into, I'm just going to, I'm going to hype him up a little bit. This man is one of the best sports bettors you will oh will ever meet in your life, okay? From a guy who wagers 20 to $50 a bet, he's up, I won't give you guys the specific number, but a lot of money. So it's, it's hard to prove that on a podcast. Um, I'm definitely going to stay humble about it because sports betting is one humble. of those things. <laughs> sports betting is one of those things where... It can get out of hand real quickly, and I want to make sure that like yes, I'm not, staying with inside my head. But as of now, I I have a lot of doubters. Um, let's bring up some previous games. How about we talk about the Chiefs and Ravens in the beginning of the year when we didn't know the Ravens or the Chiefs were this bad? So we watch uh, a lot of the games here in the lounge um, with everybody on the floor, and this guy walks into Chiefs Ravens before we knew the Chiefs were going to do what they're doing this year, and I do want to give a little backstory. It was when the Vikings missed a 34-yard field goal versus the Cardinals, and I looked around, and I was like, oh, my gosh, because I'm a very diehard Vikings fan. And I looked around, and I'm like, 
how am I going to make myself happy at the end, end, end of the night? And Teddy and my roommate, Rich Wiesman, who kind of got us set up with this camera yes. here. Thank you, Rich. Rich, you're the man. You're the man. You I deserve am. a lot of credit. But Teddy and I looked over at Teddy and Rich, and I'm like, what do you guys think about the Ravens tonight? And listen, I said, could they win? Absolutely. Like I said, this it wasn't, what week was that? I want to say like three or two or three. Two or three. And I remember looking at him, and I'm going to say, and I think what, you put a hundred bucks on it, and I remember saying, you're doing that versus Patrick Mahomes. Like, I just thought it was like the most absurd thing ever. And then we're sitting there, we're watching the game, we're watching the game. Kind of feels like the Chiefs have it, close, close, whatever. Things get down to the wire, and all of a sudden, you know, before, I mean, the, the Ravens end up taking that game. And right. key fumble in that game. And I remember we're sitting there walking out, and everybody is just, you know, because the rest of the guys obviously loaded think, up on the Chiefs. I think there were nine guys that bet on the Chiefs. I'm like, you guys are crazy, even though I was the crazy one. And I, I remember in the beginning, Teddy was like, you're playing 50 on the game? I'm like, no, that wouldn't be a confident bet. I'm like, I got to put 150. And everyone was telling me. I was hearing it from everyone during the game. And that is what boosted my sports bang. So, disclaimer, uh, if Max in the future on these podcasts um, gives you a, a bunch of picks, don't put your life savings on them. And if you don't do, do this is us telling you not to. All right? So that's all it is. I, I've made a private story on Snapchat saying, hey, if you want to win want, money. If you want to win. If you want to win, you follow me. Join. But don't, don't go crazy with it because take I'm not, these, I'm not from picks, Las Vegas. But also just don't, you know? So yeah. It's a fine, it's a fine line. Anyway, uh, do you want to kind of let, let's touch? We said we wouldn't talk a lot about college football. Go ahead. I do, since Saturday comes before Sunday, I want to touch on the Michigan State Michigan game. Uh-huh. I listen to Colin Cowherd a lot, and him and Joel Klatt, who called the Michigan game, he's a Fox Sports broadcaster. They're big on Jim Harbaugh, and therefore I am because I love Colin Cowherd, but also. Just what he did in the NFL and then going to Michigan, I realized at this Michigan State game, this was the chance for him to prove to the haters that he can actually win a big game at Michigan. Yeah. Yeah. He can win a big game at Michigan, and they had in the beginning, and boy, they, they blew that one. I'm trying to think in my head right now, biggest game he's won. Jim Harbaugh, I wish I could tell you. I can't, because... And the fact it doesn't jump out at me is a problem. And there, honestly, I hope there's not an obvious one I'm missing that people are going to freak out at me about some Michigan fans, but I don't know. Biggest ranked win the guy's got? I, I, I don't know. I know. I mean, he has, I don't know, three shots a year at yeah. somebody. Michigan State, Ohio State. He hasn't beat Ohio State yet. Maybe in the Big Ten He hasn't Ten beat Ohio conference. State yet. I know. I mean, you were hired to go beat Ohio State. It's... That's it's literally why you were hired. You were hired to beat up the rest of the cupcakes on your schedule and be able to win Ohio State. And you just, and you can't do it. Mate, it, it, reality hit what me we hard. Seven years out? Eight Saturday. years? Seven years? Six years? Yeah. Reality hit me hard on Saturday. Um, however, Kenneth Walker from Michigan State and that team, I no, think, I got, he, proved, them, proved themselves. That's like, good. McNamara, the um, Michigan quarterback, Went crazy in that game. I think he had like 300, 300, high 300 numbers, pass yards. 
and he was splitting some reps with the other quarterback. Can't think of his name. Uh, so Michigan QB. McCarthy. Um, so J.J. McCarthy was the dude taking second reps, and then McCarra was. Uh, so he went 28 for 44, uh, 383, two touchdowns and a pick. Uh, for Michigan and Jason McCarthy went three for four. And it's always when touchdown. It's always when Michigan gets in these close games, where they just like Jim Harbaugh. I don't know if you could blame this game on like the coaching, but like Michigan State is obviously very good, but you still have to like come through in those games. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I kind of do. You have anything else to add on the Michigan State game? Michigan State game. All I will say is just regarding Michigan as a whole. Okay, and I apologize. I'm a huge Tom Brady fan. We yeah. have to stop. I know that the world and the media wants them to be great. Every single year we go into the year, like this is it. Right. We have to stop. And as a top recruiting team. It, it's not fair. And they get, yes, they get all the recruits. Like who who doesn't want to go to, I mean, they get, you know, they, I would assume that they're top 10 every year. Right. right. Besides the SEC, they all recruit a lot of guys. Yeah. So, or a lot of teams. I would say including the SEC, they're top ten. Kids kids going there, five star. Like they are as good as as it gets and as big of a program, which is why every single year Michigan's huge. The millions they got fans all over the country. And T V deals and stuff. But it's like While this was a big game for Michigan State, I don't think first of all, they have a weak schedule uh to end the season. I don't think they can make it into the top four. But I also don't blame the committee because look at these top four teams. I mean, in my opinion, in my opinion, Georgia has like seven plus guys on the defense that will get drafted, and Georgia seems so. It seems almost impossible to beat them. And then so I got Georgia one, two Alabama, three Ohio State, and four Oklahoma. I would put five Michigan State and six Oregon just because. Ohio State, or sorry, because we've seen Caleb Williams has impressed us at Oklahoma. He looks, yeah, he looks really, really he, good. I mean, I'm not the biggest Spencer Rattler fan, but no, he, he, is, he kind of blows. What's your What's your beef with Spencer Rattler? I think just just what, explain because I think a guy like that, when you get so hyped up out of high school, listen, to come in to, this guy. to come guy. into Oklahoma and have to follow up. I'm not the biggest Baker fan, but have to follow up what Baker did and what Kyler did. And you saw it in like his first year when he came into the team last year. He's got so much stuff, but he makes such dumb-ass decisions. It's it's bad because you can't tell me they don't have some some unbelievable athletes out there playing wide receiver. They're, it just has to be something else that's going wrong. And that was his report coming out of, coming out of high school. Um, and there's videos because the kid obviously lived in front of the camera because he was out pretty famous before the kid even got to college. Right. And, you know, people questioned that because he, he was always, <coughs> he was a little bit of a dick during high school. Um, and I think a lot of people saw that, and I think it could be a bit of a uh, issue. If the thing that made me so mad was when they somehow beat Texas. I bet in Texas that game, and I was like, Texas is going to beat them, Rattlers starting. And when they took out Rattler, because the crowd was booing Rattler, and they put in Caleb Williams, after the game, Rattler didn't even celebrate with the team and i'm just like dude no yeah he's that 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 shows why i wasn't ever in on you but also shows like you as a rip, character rip him to pieces go ahead <laughs> shows you as a character and you know what he's gonna do tay what he's gonna fucking enter the transfer portal 
He should. I mean, I don't know. Listen, Spencer Adler, if you want to come to Syracuse, well, actually, no. We're good with, we're good with Gary Schrader. We got Gary Schrader. We got Gary Schrader. If, we you don't, don't, if you don't know who that is, look at his highlights from the past three, four weeks. Dude's Cam Newton. Rookie Cam Newton on steroids times 10. No, I'm just kidding. Let, just, let's talk about, even though my betting has been pretty hot since I've been here, where was I very wrong with Syracuse? This past weekend? Uh, the quarterback decision. Okay, so take it back a little bit. Um, Tommy DeVito, starting quarterback, he has been now. I think he would have been going into his third, full, second full season, right? Yeah. And so he would have been going into second full season last year, you know, whole COVID year, everything. He got injured last year, right? He got injured as well, but he did play, I want to say he played the first four or five games yeah. at least. And They were like one in ten We Tommy DeVito looked very, very bad. And I like... I like Syracuse football. Uh, my brother plays for on the team, um, which I forgot to mention. So I've been watching them throughout high school. Here I am as a freshman now. So this is my fourth year watching these guys. Um, and a lot of them, you know, have been watching. Maybe for a year or two they thought they were going to come to Syracuse. But, you know, I've been watching forever. So I, got, I just was telling them, I was like, listen, we need an athlete out there. And obviously Tommy DeVito is an athlete. Don't get me wrong, the guys. Right. But we, we also, we want to state he did ent- enter the transfer portal, and we wish him all the best. Like, he's got arm talent, and oh, he's absolutely, athletic. Absolutely, Um He we, just, I don't think he was the right fit. We wish him the best. But with that being said, I'm done being nice now. Nothing. We are, uh, what are 80 we? 80 times better? What are we right now, though, record-wise? Four and three, four, five and four? Five and four, five I think. Four. We're five and four right now. We are sitting at... Uh, pretty, clo- pretty close to the top of the ACC. How am I forgetting this? Who played, Pitt, the, who played the Liberty game? Um... Oh, DeVito did. Best game of his career, I guess. I mean, one of them, but we we might literally, we're not beating, I don't think we're beating Boston College because now that his, uh, his boy Taj Harris left, who we loved. Uh, Wish you the best, Taj, too. But now that his boy Taj left, we don't have a receiver that's, you know, take the top off the defense, and if we do, he hasn't came out yet. And, like, I was very wrong about Garrett Trader. Garrett, I was, so anyways, I go to war with him uh, and our camera guy. Um, camera guy Rich, and and uh, about Tommy DeVito, and they, these guys were yelling at me that I was absolutely crazy. <coughs> Schrader can't throw. I no. sorry, I just want to pause for one second. Uh, I do want to say this isn't what my voice normally sounds like. I will be coughing a little bit into the video, but just try try and ignore that. What were you saying, Richie? That's definitely wrong. Huh? What were you saying? I love Garrett Schrader. Let me put, get that right. All right. You wanna come say it? Come say it. I'm telling you guys, Garrett Schrader for Heisman. All right. Okay. At least. All right. At least. I'd, I'd say Sean Tucker for Heisman, but Garrett nah, Schrader. Schrader's up there. I'm telling you. So anyway, on a on a serious note though, Schrader has been absolutely shredding. Shredding. Schrader has been shredding. All right. I'm not gonna say our nickname for him because just we won't get monetized. But that's all right. Uh, Dude's a savage, and I'll tell you what. We'll, we'll get off Syracuse football now. I Next year, this team's going to come back. You'll remember us saying it on this podcast. Very, very good, and I think ranked. Else, we're we're sorry if you're not Syracuse fans. That's we it. did we, have to touch on that because... We're done. Because because they're our team, and they've made us very happy and very sad this year. Yes. But we're going to move on to... What about the Packers-Cardinals? What do you want to talk about? You want to talk about Packers-Cardinals? I Here's, mean... Let me first give my... Aaron Rodgers' opinion as a whole. 
that's all right with you. That's totally fine with me. I'll, so, I'll give it as well. Aaron Rodgers is one of the, if not the, it's up for debate, most talented quarterbacks to ever touch a football. Uh, I have family in Wisconsin um, who live and die for the Packers. Uh, they root for the Patriots for me, and I root for the Packers for them sometimes when I need to. But for as long as I can remember being a Patriots fan, all I've heard is Aaron Rodgers, Peyton Manning, Drew Brees. So I've had to statistically and with video evidence proof every single time that Aaron Rodgers is not as good as Tom Brady. Now, I'm not here to talk about Tom Brady. My point is throughout my life being a Tom Brady fan, I've been made to dislike Aaron Rodgers by the amount of Aaron Rodgers stands. And me, me as a Vikings who fan. Who get in my face about Aaron Rodgers versus Tom Brady. And I think at this point, if you're still arguing that, I don't know what to tell you. Just go home. Yeah. All right. But with that being said, the man is an absolute savage. He's one of the greatest quarterbacks to ever play the game. And the guy's a stud. What he did out there versus the Cardinals was some of the most ridiculous shit I've seen in a very long time on a football field to go out there the way he was playing. And then to come back and dress up as John Wick for Halloween and dance with a Glock. The guy's a savage. It was, it was insane when we saw that game because we're like, man, without Devontae Adams, uh, I'm going to kind of put my bang into this. Yeah. I was like, I read a stat. Aaron Rodgers is 7-0 and without Devontae Adams. I'm like, first of all, I'm not very high on the Cardinals because they should be 6-2. and Vikings missed a short field goal. Sorry, still, had to bring that up. Still hurts. Still salty about that one. But – I want to say without Devontae Adams, he's 7-0, and that shows how good of a freaking player he is. He didn't even – if you go and look at the stats, he didn't even, like, go crazy. He threw for 184 yards to who? Alan Lazard was out. Devontae Adams was out. In the middle of the game, Robert Tunyon, who's been improving as a tight end, who people are saying, like, yeah, randomly, yeah this guy. Every now and then, Robert Tynion just decides to catch, like, five touchdowns in a right. game. Just go ahead. And he tore his ACL in the middle of the game. Yeah, that was. You know who the second leading receiver was in that game? I don't. Uh, he was drafted in 2019. <laughs> I, I, I honestly thought you knew. I thought you were about to tell me. No. He was drafted in 2019. I had to research this because I didn't know him. Drafted in 2019 and made his first career start. That you was know, his first career start? Yeah. What's his name? Uh, it was... Oh, that's the point. We don't know. Yeah. But... Um, I also want to touch on uh, the receiver who's been doing really well for them when Adams isn't necessarily getting all the receptions he gets, which he, he get. I mean, he's best receiver in the league. But y you can debate... Anyone can debate that, but I think Adams is the best receiver. Uh, Randall Cobb, who's 31 years old... That was awesome. ...has been bouncing me around the league... This whole time. And reunites with Rodgers. That whole situation made me very happy. He had a couple of years on Texans. Was he on was he Texans? Am I wrong about that? Was he on the Texans last year? I can't I can't remember what teams he's been on because I think he's been on three in the last I like, know five he years. was on a few teams that weren't good. Yeah. And it made me sad because he's like you can't tell the book of football without some of these Aaron Rodgers Packers teams and some of the and some of the crap we've seen those two guys connect on. Uh, it, what was the, that? Sorry, the what was that overtime bomb? Randall Cobb. God, I hope it wasn't versus Vikings. I don't think it was, but anyways, yes. Uh, the the guy happy. who was twenty, who was drafted in twenty nineteen, the second leading receiver, his name was Winfrey. Uh, Winfrey, what? Di didn't know him. His last name is Winfrey. Okay, I remember that. But 
I mean, just what Aaron Rodgers did, I was – I want to I, – I took the spread in the game because I was like, seven points for Aaron Rodgers? I mean, that that's a lot, but also people people they were, weren't they expecting – They were plus seven? Yeah. Yeah. That's good. I plus mean, that's, seven. That's, that's kind of absurd. For as, as good as Vegas is, that's kind of a ridiculous spread to ever put against Aaron Rodgers. You can put him on the – I was about to say you can put him on the Jets – so I guess that'll lead I think us there. my whole perspective on Aaron Rodgers changed after that game because I'm gonna come out and say I'm a Aaron Rodgers. I respect him a lot. I'm kind of a hater because you acknowledge I'm a he's good at football. You right. just hate him. I re- I respect like I respect him more than almost anyone. But he just, I mean, what he did that game completely proved me wrong um, about him. Yeah. You have anything else to say about that? When I mean, considering the first game of the year versus the Saints, and then to completely turn it around when he's come out and said, hey, I don't want to be at the Packers anymore. They don't help me out. We don't even have an owner. Um, I want to end my career. Like, how don't you have an owner? Yeah, but, rough. I mean, the Lions have an owner. But I want to end my career with the Super Bowl, and I don't think I'm going to get at the Packers. And the way he did it, I wasn't a big fan of, but – it kind of shows who he is as a football player for him to say, it's my last year with the Packers, Let, let's try and do something, especially after that first game when they showed no heart. Um, yeah, definitely. So, show some highlights right now. So, yeah, basically, and then I want to, Patch Chargers flashing on the screen leads me into it. Never bet on the Chargers against the Patriots, ever. Just a fun fact for you, 2018, we were minus four. I believe we won that game 34 to 20. It was much, it was a blowout. The, it, the final score was not reflective of how, <coughs> how, how far apart that game was. Um, last year, we were minus two and a half. Uh, some may remember the, I'll stop saying we. The Patriots were minus two and a half. You, you no, gotta no, say you gotta say we as a sports fan. I do. Yes. All right. I'll, I'll just say even even though we're supposed to be more professional now we're now that we're talking on camera, we we gotta say we. You gotta say right. But with that being said, going in last year we were plus two and a half with Ken Newton. Um, that was a fun year. It was. Sorry for the interruption there. We had the audio cut out. Uh, resuming with the Patriots and Chargers game. You wanna. Go back to what you're talking about with the Pats. Absolutely. Uh, I think, I believe, what I was getting into was expectations every time the Patriots have played the Chargers over the last few yes. years. Um, so I'll pick it up there. All I can remember is that we had a playoff game, home playoff game, Foxborough. Uh, I want to say divisional round, but no, we didn't play in the wild card. It must have been the. Yeah, it was the divisional round, I, I guess. Um, that was the a- AFC Championship. Divisional round. Either way, we went in. Sports media world, crazy. These guys don't have a shot. Uh, not quite that far, but pretty much just saying Patriots are done. They're washed, you know. I think it was because the Chargers finally had, like, the their Chargers, team. They looked like good. They, had a they good looked year. good. They had, they had Eckler going. They had uh, Keenan Allen, obviously, and they, they were looking really solid. Was that with Philip Rivers Philip Rivers was having some of the be- playing some of the best football of his career. And, right. you know, whatever. We go there. We absolutely smoke them. Thank you, Sony Michelle. I will always love you for that playoff run. Last year, what I think, I think this might have been where we cut off, we were plus two and a half last year, okay? We 
won 45 to nothing with Cam Newton as our quarterback and Jacoby Myers as our number one wide receiver. And if you're not a believer in Bill Belichick, okay, it doesn't mean Bill Belichick doesn't have to win 15 games a year without Tom Brady for you to say, let's talk about this debate, okay? And I don't even need to get into it right now. And there's a lot of great coaches. It's been proven that when they don't have that established good to great quarterback, I mean, it's, you can only do so much because of how important playing. It, how important the quarterbacks are, and you see what they're getting paid nowadays, which Every, is it, it shows like how many points they're worth, and they're they're the whole team. Every now and then, when Bill Belichick draws up a game plan and his troops go to battle and do exactly what he says, things like 54 to 13 to the Jets happen, and things like 45 nothing happen, and things going into LA last week, and not last week, yesterday, and us winning uh, a close one that we honestly had in hand for towards the end of that game. That's what happens. So Th- things like, hey boys, I've been proven to game plan against uh, young quarterbacks before. Why don't you just trust me? Yeah, exactly. So and I mean, you look at his stats. Look, at, I mean, you can look up right now his stats versus young quarterbacks. It's well known that they just get shredded. And Justin Herbert is in his second year, but yeah. he's still shown he's yeah he's, proved a, that he's a top he's, eleven quarterback. Some people would put him top. 10, 10, 8. Yeah, like, but he still has those off games because he's learning and growing. But when you got to face Bill check, Belichick, and that defense was very impressive yesterday, holding him to, uh, what was it, not even 200 And I believe, I believe it's uh, Staley's, their head coach, first year. They flashed yeah. Belichick's record versus uh, first-time head coaches, and it's also just dominant, like 26-5 and five or something, whatever it was. So, Which is one of the reasons why... I mean, I didn't. We didn't release our. This is our first episode, so we didn't release my picks, which we'll be doing on Thursdays and talking about uh, every game. But this week, my lock of the week, I told Teddy right when I saw the schedule of the games, I was like, did. "Patriots money line. They're getting four and a half points versus a team that they just crushed last year with Herbert." And also, if you've been watching the Patriots, they've lost. Their people say, you know, so that Nick Folk. Missed field goal off the crossbar, 56-yarder. Uh, the only field goal the guy's missed in the past 10 years, feels like. But it's, he is, uh, people say, oh, Brady would have got the ball back with, at that point, probably 40 seconds or whatever it was. And That was a big controversy. I remember that. But at the end of the day, it is downpouring, completely downpouring. They hit that field goal. You know, they're not scoring a touchdown. I can promise you that. I think they probably, they would have only needed three, right? We were down one. Yeah. So they would have won the field goal. Brady's the best at that. But if you watch football, you also just saw Brady uh, not do that this past weekend. Mac Jones looked like, well, has looked like, but looked like a great replacement for Brady. He looked way more composed than Brady did. And when, when was the last time we said that? Even though they didn't get the win. I can't back you up on that. If you If you watch that game... I can't. But yes, he looked. But look at the first. I mean, Mac, like yes, how Mac, they came out. Of Mac the game. Mac hit more throws than Brady. Whatever. Just the whole more, more composed thing. Yes, maybe, but it's just difficult because of the surrounding circumstances and saying like anybody's more composed than Brady. Whatever. This is see. This is like my uh, my still. I still obviously favorite athlete of all time, Tom Brady. But 
and I love Mac Jones, but there wasn't a whole lot of that Brady, you know. Listen, he was out I th- there I think it pouring was rain. More emotional for Brady though than obviously was Absolutely. Mac Jones. I mean, that had to have been the weirdest day of Tom Brady's life, and it couldn't have even been close. That had to have been the weirdest. I, I, I mean, that had to have been a Super Bowl level of nervousness for him because that's the weirdest thing he will ever have to experience in his life. But uh, moving off, do you want do I move to the crazy upsets from this week and the backup quarterbacks? Yeah, who go. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Just went berserk as. Uh, as we Teddy and I were watching the games in the er, the early one o'clock window games, we're like Mike White versus the Bengals. Come on now, he had them in their parlay. The Bengals my line, which was probably crazy because it is the Jets. And I'm not I am not a, a betting guy. Just I don't bet a. But whole that was one of the more obvious ones. Of the so week. so I had them. Niners, which I was scared about, they pulled it out. Titans, which I was scared about, they pulled it out. Uh, Bills, you know, they won kind of close, but you, you knew they were going to win. Right. And then I think one other team, and and then I had Cowboys. Uh, Dak ends up not playing. They still find a way to win in a crazy game. Um, and I rarely, I'm not too much of a better like this guy, but I was like, all right, you know, this is $20 to win 200 whatever it was. And yeah. It was free play. That's So it was, and I just... Bengals lost to the Jets, so I did. It. I could have turned zero dollars into two hundred. But so it's just another. Either reason. either way, I think we all know the story of that game. Mike White throwing for over four hundred yards against the Bengals defense, which has proven to be actually pretty good this year. Yeah, Bengals are good, it's a, and it's just a good. Team. You you could call it a fluke game for the Jets, but they do this against. They usually keep it some I mean they're very inconsistent. But they went in, they beat the Titans at the Titans. Yep. They were at home versus the Bengals. But they beat some of these powerhouse teams when um well I don't know. I mean there's no explanation, so don't try. Yeah. Because there is really no way to go from the week before the fifty four to thirteen loss into beating uh into beating the Bengals. Except for Mike White. Except for Mike White, who came in for us, I'm just kidding, and also shredded us for the first. He went, came out, went 11 for 13 with a touchdown, 100 something yards, and then we kind of caught up to him. And then he ended up throwing two picks and didn't get much better from there. But with that being said, I mean Zach, what do you? If you're a Jets fan, you haven't. I actually had a friend of mine, Max. Um, <coughs> not me. Not this Max. My friend Max, uh, over at Ghost University of Miami, hometown friend of mine text me and say that might have been the best Jets quarterback performance I've ever seen in my life and he's my age uh, he's 19 and and I was thinking I was like it really could have been and if you're a Jets fan like I guess comparing him to Zach I guess Wilson Zach Wilson got the uh, Zach Wilson got the got that win versus the, uh, the Titans yeah so he did do that one but for Mike White to come out play how he did because you don't know what you have with Mike White, which is kind of why yeah, it's a little bit exciting. Right. I mean, he's been sitting bench his entire we, career. We don't see a lot of practice film, but I guarantee you. And I'm watching live a Travis Kelsey fumble. This, oh, boy. The Chiefs. like This is unreal. I don't know They're how you go. They're up 14 to 10 right now. How you go from winning a Super Bowl two years ago to being in the Super Bowl last year to... I mean, not even control. You're favored by ten. You're not even controlling the game versus the Giants. Listen, I hope this isn't a freezing cold take. 
Let's see if this is out first. That's clearly out. Let, I hope this isn't a freezing cold take. I really I don't think they're going to win this game right now. I honestly I honestly do not believe in them right now. And in Arrowhead. In which Arrowhead. You know those fans aren't giving up because that's one of the craziest stadiums. And they know Mahomes is still on the field. Can we, can we go back? I just want to give a stat for the backup quarterbacks. First of all, as a Vikings fan, it was so frustrating watching Cooper Rush tear us apart. And only a Vikings fan would know this. Yeah, that's painful. Uh, backup quarterbacks tend to just light us up. <laughs> I, I'm i serious. We've lost to Chase uh, Chase Daniels. Like twice, once on the Bears, once on the Lions. Once on the Lions. Chase Daniels, I'd con- I'd consider a a wealthy man's backup. Yeah, but backup, he's still backup. But he's these backup quarterbacks, between Cooper Rush, Mike White, Trevor Simeon when Jameis got hurt, and Geno Smith combined for 1,084 pass yards, eight touchdowns, and a completion percentage of 70 percent. Yeah, I mean, which is insane. And this is since when? Uh, th- that was just this week. Oh, backup quarterbacks this week. Okay. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Um, Geno Smith got a win. Trevor Simeon got a win. Mike White got a win. I thought, Cooper Rush got a win. I thought you were reading me the stats versus backup quarterbacks versus the Vikings or something. Oh, no, no. The, these were the stats that they put up this week, which, I mean, you've been all over media since Sunday if you're a football fan, and you've seen some of this stuff, but I, I just had to bring that up because it's insane that backup quarterbacks did that and they all got wins absolutely Tre- so, trevor simeon got a win versus the bucks yeah that was awesome trevor simeon coming in and doing what he did versus brady he didn't come in that team did not slow down i, I mean i think when did he come in i want i know at first like half, early so second half i think May, maybe late first we'll half, but have to figure that one out but either way they were scoring they were driving with him and they were scoring right. they didn't slow down and just let roll over because they did the the Bucks did start coming back, and and you knew Tom Brady wasn't gonna lose to backup. They were up by, I think, twelve points at one point in that game, and I don't think one person in the world thought the Saints were gonna win. Up twelve, yeah, in the, in the third quarter. I don't think one person in the world thought I was gonna win. And they showed honestly, Tom, they showed Tom Brady on the sideline, and honestly, just ready to yes, rip his, the Saints apart. And his I'm gonna come back and kill everyone post. Yeah. But it's it's I don't know. Listen. That storybook, it was just too perfect of a situation for Tom Brady where something did go wrong. But this is what happens in NFL seasons. Things go really weird for good teams. Uh, and I think that's to be expected in a lot. And, you know, like I say, the perfect teams very often don't win at all. I Let's feel see. like this was one of the – anything else about those backup quarterbacks' performances? Nothing. I, I want to talk about the performances – or, sorry, the Monday headlines today. The yeah. fact that that crazy trade with Von Miller, uh, Derrick Henry out for six to ten weeks will completely change Tennessee. And, That's a problem. Yep, and now Jameis Winston, that was just reported that he has a torn ACL, won't be back, won't be in for the Did year. Did you see him dancing on his crutches? Only Jameis Winston. Richie, I am the biggest. Get over here, Richie. Jameis Winston I am the, is my favorite NFL quarterback for anyone that cares to know. He is the biggest clown I, I think the, we've ever I've, seen. I am officially a Jameis Winston fan. I do not know, like, it, I know Jameis <coughs> will never see this, but, like, all love to him. But I think he might have, like, the lowest IQ of any quarterback in the league. Jameis Winston? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Listen. His 30 touchdown and 30 interception year. Kind of outlined that. But he was, uh, oh, 
dude. He's just literally one of the most genuinely funny human well, beings. Go, goes like, to like, the local. Wait, wait. Okay. Goes to the local hospital during the game. After he watches them on whatever TV they had in the ER room, he's like, "Nah, I gotta get back and celebrate <laughs> with the team." My favorite moment of Jamie's is where he goes, uh, in a post game press, he goes, "Yeah, I remember my quarterback coach always told me." Oh, what did he tell me? What, what did he say what again? He goes, he goes, uh, I remember my quarterback coach uh, told me, you know, he goes, you know, we just had to come out here and be prepared. I remember yeah. my coach told me, you know, what did he say? <laughs> he just said to be prepared. <coughs> and Wait, what did he say again? Oh, my gosh. That was hysterical. But what, what are your thoughts? Do you think that... We can just change this to Jameis Winston's fan club. I love him. I think the yeah. podcast should be named Jameis Winston, Jameis Winston's fan club. for the win. We hope we wish him a speedy recovery though, because that that, that guy gets a lot, a lot, dude, of, pe- lot was, of people in front I mean, of the Saints. This is the best that he's looked, really. I mean, I know if you want to talk about the yards and touchdowns, he's had those stats before. But in terms of clean football, winning record on a not the Saints team, like five and two. Yeah, I mean, this was this is the best that he has looked, and maybe ever. If you if you take, I know Bill Belichick takes this style of football what he's doing right now over anything else he's done in his career. Who cares about the yards and stuff? I mean, but Sean Payton. Champagne. What he's done to kind of you you knew even though he was going in to be a backup and there was like a fight for Taysom Hill and Jameis. You knew t- uh, Jameis if he got his quarterback. I hate right. to say it, not to start sixteen games. He can't. Hey, I, they can I'm roll totally him out there that. on a random game if they needed to. Where? Right. Why isn't he playing? Actually? He has a concussion. Really? I was gonna say I was. I didn't know they were gonna go with Simeon. You knew Jameis Winston going to a great uh, head coach like Sean Payton. If Jameis got a shot, he would clean up some of the I was, yeah. bad decisions yes, he's made. Yes, I think that uh, uh, that was somewhat to be expected. But this Chiefs defense. Not good. So basically, what I'm, I'm checking my fantasy right now, everybody, and I have secured the win. Uh, thank you to Tyreek Hill. Um, what? So the Titans aren't going to be all what they were with Derrick Henry. But what do you what do you think like what are your predictions? On the what are they gonna be like without him? I mean they signed AP, but I think come on. it's so hard to tell. I'm trying to think of the last time I can remember watching a Titans game without him. And I can't really remember. All I can say is this AJ Brown's awesome. Julio Jones is awesome. Julio's been under right I, I don't know why I've drafted him on fantasy. No, oh that was boy. that was dumb. I'm not gonna lie to you. That was wow, dumb. he's underperforming. And uh, and he hasn't even played really. And but he's a talent, obviously. One of the great, so, not one of the greatest, but yes, he he's, yeah. he's an all time great, I would say. Uh-huh. But but uh, the team has talent. Um, suspect defense. And Ryan Tannehill is capable. Tannehill's dude. Tannehill's good. Like honestly. Tannehill over the last couple of years statistically is like the best quarterback in the league. And you as a Patriots fan have seen him a lot. Yeah, no, I've had Ryan Tannehill ruin some uh some nights for me. Dolphin so. Dolphins miracle. So actually I think I watched Ryan Tannehill end the Patriots dynasty. I, uh, so. Oh boy. Thanks for bringing that one up. But we we did cover Jameis Winston, but um I think the signing I'm one of the biggest Adrian Pearson fans because obviously what he did with the Vikings. But I think the signing of AP, you're going to see a big drop-off, mainly because AP hasn't been in the league for a while. But also, the stats that Derrick Henry has put up the last couple years, and especially this year where he's on pace to break almost every rushing record. Dude, I was about to say, Derrick Henry is 
And if my dad ever listens to this and hears me say it, he would kill me because my dad still says Jim Brown's the greatest football player ever. Like not Syracuse, baby. Counting Tom Brady, anyone, he still says Jim Brown's the greatest football player ever. Derrick Henry was very close and is very close, and it's so sad that he suffered this injury because if it's possible for him to top what he did last year, he was about to do it, to becoming very close to, and I don't even want to say it, but like, the most dominant running back in the history. Like, nobody has done this. Nobody has been this far. And when I say nobody, maybe that has happened. But for him to do this year after year, he was a late bloomer, which has allowed him to really come in and excel now for a longer period of time. than he didn't come in to the NFL, get 100 carries a game. Like, they really... So... Uh, Alabama running backs right there. My point to him, which I said uh, a few days before he got injured, was he's the most dominant player in sports right now. There's nobody who's better at their job than Derrick Henry has been this year in professional sports. And it's hard to compare that to quarterbacks, but he's so, like, you can't really defend for him because I mean, he's he'll break those big those, runs. I mean, those are Madden numbers, bro. Right. Like, that, that shit is absolutely crazy what he was doing. And I don't think – and this is so sad. And But it is what it is. And hope – be fine injuries I think, I think he'll be fine i don't know foot's not a good place to get injured because you're a big dude you need to run it, it was honestly a really big injury week i mean daniel hunter a lot of people know him he's a great dn for the vikings yep. he's out for the year uh, oh really i didn't Jay- know i didn't know, was, I didn't know that yeah Jameis and uh derrick henry yeah. i mean it's we we see this every year but it's still yeah. very sad that it's great players get taken out of the game it's annoying and i mean derrick henry will be fine for next year but um, and then the Rams trading for Von Miller. You you've seen it all over Instagram. Yeah, no. But three unreal Let defensive see. players. The best D tackle. I'm I'm pulling up his the best cornerback stats. And one of the greatest like pass rushing linebackers there is. So what I'm I'm pulling up his stats right now this year because I am not doubting Von Miller and I know how great he is. I haven't heard a ton. He's probably dropped, okay. off, dropped off a he little bit. He has four and a half sacks this year. And that's <coughs> – adding that at this pace, uh, not a math guy here, but he's going to be good for probably somewhere close to 10 this year. Adding that to that defense is – I mean, un, that, that defense is already ridiculous. They have probably the two most dominant players in the – like the two most dominant defensive players in the NFL might legitimately be Jalen Ramsey. Eh, no, it – my personal pick for best defensive player in the league, and people are gonna get mad at me for this, is Miles Garrett. I just I've watched He's I've watched a few games where like you don't just hear hype about him. A lot watch of, him versus the Vikings. A lot of times when I watch the uh, Rams, and I love Aaron Donald. That's not true. I don't love Aaron Donald, but you I respect I respect him. the fact that he's good at football. Uh, sorry to pause you. Giants just touchdown Evan Ingram. I'm documented as saying, as I said this when the Chiefs were winning, I had a very Bad feeling. There's just no chance they. I don't. I don't get how it's happening. Like, your offense is so good, and your defense is one of the worst we've seen. Like, you can take the Cowboys and the Lions from last year, but this defense is so bad. Like, they let Daniel Jones throw. Listen, every now and then, Daniel. Every now and then, Daniel Jones decides to be a good quarterback, but. Every now and then he does, and I got a lot of Giants fans friends from Jersey, so he frustrates. This was this was I've been saying this is his make or break yeah. year, absolutely. I, I mean, think it's the it should have been in my opinion it almost should have been last year, but it's too early. You got to give him this last year. 
especially with these receivers. Uh, is Tony back? Yeah, Kennedy Tony's out yep. there. And Sterling Shepard is out for the game again. That Oklahoma receiver, Sterling Shepard at Oklahoma, was so good, and now it's high on him when he entered the league. I just remember, like, he had, he had a few. He, had, he has had productive years. He's very injury prone, though. Yes, that's fair. He's had I, maybe I only know this because I live in New Jersey, and obviously the team's in my face anywhere I go. Right. But I will say Sterling Shepard was has been good for that team a little bit. Um, I don't know what he's been really? doing this year. And then Galladay, is he out there? Is he hurt? And Golden Tate, is he, is he no, still No, Golden Tate's gone. Oh. Yeah, Galladay, I think, is in the game. But is that his second fumble, Travis Kelsey? Has he fumbled already this game? Yeah. Wow, bro. Things, I think that's his so- second it's fumble. It's just, I've never yeah, seen it. And really? I'm about to beat Richie in fantasy. If they hold up and... J- just so you know, I'm Wait, one and... Chill out. What, what's the score? I'm, oh, I'm wait a second. I wouldn't go off the win probability. My one in six fantasy football team, it's a sleeper. I'm telling you. Um, I want to go back to what you said about Daniel Jones, though. Talking about make or break years, uh, Baker Mayfield, who I cannot, I absolutely cannot stand. I like Baker. I don't love Baker. I don't think I don't like him off the field. I don't like him on the field. He has one of the most talented rosters. He's got the best O-line. Some of those O-line players that are backups could be starters on good teams. That's how good that O-line is. They have two. Uh, they have one of the best backfields, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, even though they've been a little bit hurt lately. The fact that he's – or the team is 4-4, four and four, but one of the wins was with Case Keenum. I won't really – that's one of my hot takes because Case was with the Vikings. He's very capable. But Baker – is honestly just sitting he, he, here. Just, I honestly just kind of changed my mind on the whole thing. Just I think you're honestly guy. right. Because you got such a good team. Look, even the defense. The, no, even the defense. The defense itself is insane, dude. Yes. That entire roster. And you actually just even just by saying the word roster, I really did think. I've been defending Baker for a while. I really just thought about it again. Like Jarvis. Like what? I'm they, happy that did, I'm out did here. Jarvis, proven, did Jarvis Landry just change all of a sudden? become bad at football did Odell all of a sudden just start sucking at football did right no these guys like did like Nick Chubb whatever like these guys are good and they're explosive and whatever and clearly as I'm sitting here I changed my mind on the whole thing as we're looking at Kadarius Tony go out holding the right wrist (coughs) these guys are beat up uh a stat for Baker Mayfield he started seven games he's 25th in the NFL in yards He's only missed one game. 25th in the NFL in passing yards. 28th in passing touchdowns. 26th in quarterback rating with a 42.2. I mean, Baker, he, I will, uh, Teddy brought up a great Mac point Jones yesterday is better. when we were talking about Baker Mayfield. But um, the fact that he kind of, they drafted him out of Oklahoma. There were some questions as to should he be a number one pick. But he did go in with Kevin Stefanski, who is the former Vikings offensive corner, and he did get them a lot of wins. He made them back to relevant. Um, they got some receivers for him. Obviously, OBJ was the line for that. But ever since OBJ came to that team, OBJ hasn't done anything with Baker Mayfield or the Browns. And I want everyone to go look I that up because my boy Colin Cowherd brought that up. He brought, like, the statistics. Won't tell you them because I can't remember. And what Baker has done there is – you could consider him the most overrated wide receiver, but you have to look at who his quarterback is. Oh, you're talking about Odell? Yeah. I will personally tell you, 
as a football fan, I have seen Odell do some of the craziest stuff. And I'm not talking about the one-handed catches. I'm right. talking about catch a slant on your own 10-yard line and you're already screwed. Like, he's going to the house. I watched him do that stuff for two to three years. And there was a point where I would have taken him over at that point, Julio, DeAndre Hopkins. When he was so young. And it wasn't even close. It was his, It was his, the year after his rookie year, even towards the end of his rookie year, his second year, and then his third year, I want to say. And then I think it started tailing off after then. But there was a point where he was by far, in my opinion, the best wide receiver in the league. And people people are quick to say, oh, like the one-handed catch, whatever. Like, no, as a somebody who... Not, not just that. As somebody who would legitimately say, I do understand football very well. He, I honestly believe he was one of the, he was the best wide receiver in the league for a little bit. But, and I don't think it's just Baker. And that was with... I think mentally was... Uh, that was with a quarterback who was out of his prime, Eli Manning. Um, that was with another... Just the quarterback problems that he had at the Giants where he started going a little bit downhill as Eli got worse and he was getting injured. But then when yes, the they team got the team to, got worse as he did. It was, it was all in sync. It wasn't just him collapse. But he hasn't been... The focal point, and I don't have the stats in front of me, but I feel like Baker's been better without him. I feel as if, I feel like I've seen that somewhere that Baker has been in the team's one. Because if you have a guy like Odell, you're gonna look at him. You're gonna look at him almost every play because it's Odell Beckham Jr. They I don't know if they still have Austin Hooper, but they got David Njoku, who's a great young tight end. Who I don't Patrick know. Patrick looking a little on, gimpy. I don't know if you could blame it on his tight end performance, but does that go back to Baker as well? And like. The oh, I forgot where I was going with this, dude. I, I but can when tell you, you have what, Jarvis Landry, those two running backs, those O line, there that O line, Odell Beckham Jr., uh, David Njoku, and that defense, and you're three and four as a quarterback with like the worst statistics in the league as a number one overall pick. It's no, it's not good. It's not good. And they can still, I mean, that he can obviously figure it out. But I thought this was gonna be like the year where. And we watched them the first game where he blew it um, versus the Chiefs. They mm -hmm. were up big. Yep. And he couldn't finish in the end. He threw a pick on the last possession. Uh, they tried going toe-to-toe -to -to -toe with the Chargers, which was one of the games of the year. Uh -huh. He couldn't do it then. Um, now the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, it seems like when he faces good teams, he degrades just like my boy Kirk Cousins, who can't get a – big NFL primetime game win either but yeah well Baker does underperform in big time games and well has... that's the thing coming off of last year they were I mean they did they knocked the Steelers off in the yeah in the playoffs which I mean listen the Steelers obviously aren't what they once were Big Ben's not what he once was but still a top you know call them do I call them top tier I call, I call them a top well, Mike Tomlin's never had a losing record I call them coach. top 14 13 team in the league every year no matter what normally they could probably be in the top 10 bubble um not the past two years necessarily last year they opened up what 11 and 0 12 yeah. and 0 and then and after the, that then the they just talk boys and i remember and i remember when, i remember we were uh, me and my friends were talking <laughs> and we were like this is literally one of the worst teams i've seen with this record ever yeah and they were playing some awful teams too um but not 11 awful teams um i the rams getting von miller it obviously improves their defense tremendously because he's a great and because I would say the linebacker linebacker core on that team is like their if you want to call it weakness. I was gonna say no name is jumping into my head right now after you said yeah. that. And which so is kind of them adding but... that 
they were my dark horse Super Bowl team be, before the year, but it's now showing like, and and they were they were favorited to be really good, especially Matt Stafford. Leonard Floyd, that's who I was thinking but, of. Yeah, um, and that's he, pretty much the only big name. He was really only good on the Bears. I don't know if he's been all that with the Rams. Um, Do you have? I mean, I think. I think we've had a pretty solid, solid episode here. Do you have anything else you want to touch on, or? Uh, the backup quarterbacks this week, Aaron Rodgers, proving the haters wrong, which was me, even though I bet on them. Um, oh, I do want to add, I, Teddy and I took a little bit, slight shot, little bit of a shot at earlier. Four, you might remember, and it wasn't even, boys. it wasn't even you. I was just like, you know, I was like, oh, you know, they couldn't keep up with us. They can keep up with us. I'd consider them more team specific about their sports knowledge, and even so, they do. Uh, they they know more about sports than honestly most kids I know. That was kind of just a joke because there there are boys. There are boys. They're going to be making some guest appearances. You will see them um, on this very we, very soon. Maybe even Thursday. We don't know. We we brought up some. Oh, I'm on um, there next. Might even see the camera guy. You might you even see know. the camera guy with his very hot takes, um, but. <laughs> Shout out to our boys on 410. They heard us making the podcast. Tyreek Hill is good at football. Hey, can we be on the show? We're like, of course. Like, you guys are boys. And you know college football, you know NFL really well. But this was kind of where Teddy and I are so excited to have this podcast. Thrilled. And Richie helping us with the camera and getting that set up. Um, it, It was kind of like a dream. Richie, or sorry, Teddy Theodore Sweetwood wants to somewhat do some commenting or like that's his dream job. And this is definitely a good start for that. I realize how competitive like the broadcasting school is, but now that we're at Syracuse, it's one of the best. Mike Trico, Bob Costas, bunch of legends have come out of Syracuse broadcasting. Yeah. But uh, episodes Mondays and Thursdays, hopefully Mondays we'll get it out earlier in case there's some good Monday night football games so that we can um, talk, preview those instead of watching them. Giant, Giants up 17. And don't miss, we are going to run through every single spread, money line, parlay, anything you could possibly think of. We are going to have the best better on campus run through every single one of them. Don't bet with us, but use his picks, but make up your own decisions. Don't put your life savings on but... Do it. This guy named Max. Do Murphy it. No, I'm. I'm. Ta- has, I has made, has made some money on MLB. The World Series is going on. I, I love baseball. I love the World Series. It's kind of losing uh, its viewers right now because it's an older game. But um, some of uh, some of my picks have been pretty good with help to my gut feel. That's it. There's I not, researched some stuff. The guy doesn't have to explain it, and I think that's uh, drop. I think. It's a great episode. And, great first episode. And I'm thrilled. We're so happy to be doing this in our corner room. Shake my hand. Nah, nah, nah. Peace, boys. Oh.